Hey, this is Alex from Wolf of the Door Studios, and uh, I'm the creator of the very worst thing that could possibly happen. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt like you needed to just disappear and start over? Um, Because if there was a company that could help me do that, I'd think about it. That's the premise of a really fun show called The Amelia Project. If you get a chance, pop on over there and take a listen. We're going to have a teaser at the end of the episode so you can get a sense of the vibe of the show. It's big, it's broad, it's funny, and I just love this premise of being able to uh, get some help disappearing from any of a number of really sticky situations. So do yourself a favor, check out The Amelia Project on Fable and Folly Network. And meanwhile, uh, enjoy the show. Thanks so much. I'm home. Hello, Mr. Snake guy. I've got your mouse. Took long enough. I'm fucking starving. Well, we had a bit of a situation, but look at this fat fucker. Hand him over. But first, I need some answers. Ah, every fucking time this happens, someone finally gets me some food and they think I owe them something. It's called blackmail, Wawu, and it's immoral. Huh. That's actually true. Yeah, I know. And you didn't even ask me anything. You got questions? Why don't you just ask? Why go straight to black man? What are you, the CIA? Okay, okay, here, take the mouse. I had to fight for that, you know. Yeah, that happens. Questions? Why am I able to write letters to a dead woman? Ugh, okay, 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 fine, fine. Finish eating. Time? Doesn't work like you think it does. You mean relativity? Time is in a straight line, it's curved? Well, yeah, that's true too, but that's like looking at a cherry blossom tree and saying, oh, it's spreading seeds to propagate the species. It's kind of missing the point. I don't follow. Cherry blossom trees are beautiful. So the fact that they're beautiful, that matters. Are you dead? Of course it matters. Time is emotional. And not just like like rocks in a rushing stream where the water has to flow and bend and eddy around them. Actually, that's exactly what it's like. I totally nailed it. <laughs> so this woman, she's a rock and time is getting bent all around her. Exactly. In your stream. Everyone has their own streams. Yep. Am I a rock in the stream? No, you're a fish. For fuck's sake, this isn't helping. You're a fish who's been hiding in the water just behind the rock. And she's the rock, Sarah Cloutier. Yeah, that's what I said. Didn't you go to like grad school? Easy there. I analyze business deals. I don't do quantum physics, okay, Mr. Snake? My name isn't Mr. Snake. It's Mr. Ming. What? 
Ming, Mr. Ming. That's my name. Possibly happen. Part three. Claire, over here. Red wine? Oh, yes, that's perfect. Two red wines, please. I'm so glad you called. I was worried when you ran out of the apartment so fast. It was, I don't know. I was nervous. <laughs> yes, I could tell. Now you're making fun of me. <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean. Yes, I do. And I understand completely. No, I don't think you do, Claire. I mean, I don't know much about you, but what I do know makes me think we're very different people. Just two days ago, I had a whole future. A fiancé, a beautiful new apartment. I'd leave my job and raise the children, walk them to school. I can still see it all. Now, that's all just gone. I was 16 when it happened to me. What happened? Oh, it's a story. Where did you grow up? Here in Paris? Yeah, in the 18th. When my parents moved here, we were in the 14th. They sent me to school with the nuns, you know? En Rue Asseline. Very strict Catholic school. And these women, what is wrong with them? My God. <laughs> but my parents, they're both Catholic and this is just what they understand. So, yeah. I hated it, but there was no way out. And this is no place to learn about sex. <laughs> Latin? Great. Descartes? Mm. Eh, maybe. Sex? No, no, no. <laughs> But when I was 13, 14, I was mm, horny, you know? God, so horny. I felt like a criminal. Like there was something so drastically wrong with me. You know what I mean? I was a late bloomer, I guess. My head was always in the clouds, but any of those feelings, I could ignore them. Oh, not me. I was crazy. <laughs> I'd get off on anything. A hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> An altar candle. <laughs> oh my. Yes. So one night with my best friend, she was also a bad girl. Not as bad as me, but still. She stole a bottle of wine from the nuns. It was almost Easter, so everyone was busy and about to go away for the holidays. We waited until everyone was asleep, and then we drank the whole bottle. Oh, that feeling. The warmth in my neck and my tits. So of course I had to masturbate, right? No self-control. <laughs> so she and I both start doing it to ourselves. We're in my bed in the dorm, and the other girls are in there, but they're all asleep. And we're trying to be quiet, yes. Very discreet. <laughs> and I'm brave from the wine. So I reach over. She's breathing and her eyes are closed, just so beautiful. 
I reach over and put my hand under her shirt and touch her breasts. We both came immediately. Then she touched my tits and I came again. <laughs> so I'm drunk with all this feeling. It's like the opposite of everything we deal with all day. The rules and the guilt and the God is watching stuff. And I knew I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only girl who liked this. Which just made me even more turned on and louder, right? <laughs> so just as she came, practically screaming, I'm moaning and touching myself. And then the blanket gets ripped off the bed and there was Sister Marguerite. No, shit. Not Sister Marguerite. <laughs> exactly. And Sister Marguerite was a fucking cunt. Let me tell you. She beat us with her wooden stick right in front of all the other girls. We were naked and in shock and crying. And she sang, you're going to hell. I pray for your souls and shit like that. That's awful. No, no. But listen. The next day was Easter break. So there I was home in my room and I was so scared that they'd tell my parents or worse, tell my friends' parents. I was terrified and I just broke down. Once I'd started crying, I couldn't stop. But I wasn't worried about getting in trouble. I, I didn't even care about that. I was crying because of who I was, that I loved that night, that I even loved being beaten for it. And not because I'm a lesbian, I like women and men too, but I love sex. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly who I am. To me, it opens doors to a kind of joy. And I want that. And I will be like that forever. So fucked, I can't believe it. There's a way I wish we'd see just can't conceive it What a mess I suggest you leave it What a mess None of that story is true, is it? <laughs> no. Where are you from, really? China. When? It's hard to explain. And who do you work for? Well, technically I work for the National Museum of Carpets and Textiles. But it doesn't feel like work. This is just what I do. And what do you do? I help people who are tangled up. How? By helping them dream of being untangled. And the letters from Rao, are they untangling me? Oh, oh, I doubt it. Not yet. More like the opposite. But they will. Are you sure? I promise. I want to know him, this Rao. He's lovely. 
Very low key. I like him a lot. And handsome. <sighs> Very hot. Do you only think about sex? Not only. <laughs> Not at all. I just like people. And that story I told you. The lie? Okay. I made it up, but it's not a lie. It's a parable. And that is who I am. Truly. I had a thought the other day when I left you. Yes? The way I felt after we... Fucked? <laughs> yes, after we fucked. I felt freer. Because maybe if we can please ourselves, then what do we need rules for? Or God? Or the government? All those systems, all those machines? If we can be happy by ourselves, what control do they have? Who can tell us what to do? Shh, this is the danger. Remember how I said I wasn't alone with these feelings? Yes. Well, I can prove it, if you want. How? Come with me. Where are we going? I need to show you how to mail a letter. So you know Sara? Yeah, of course. Sara Cloutier, the author. Yep. She wrote that book called Before I Disappear Again. Yeah. Man, I love that book. So good. Right? It's so... Alive. And so much sex and then cigarettes. <laughs> <It's> not very <laughs> French. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. How do you know her? We exchanged some letters while I was preparing for this mission. Mission? This is a mission? Yeah. And what's the purpose of this mission? Purpose? What a shitty word. Motic. Object. Aim. Intent. Target. Go. You guys have a fuck ton of words for the same thing, you know that? You're being evasive. And you're thinking in a straight line while talking to a snake. I'm literally the fucking symbol for circularity. We talked about this. No straight lines in this business, buddy. Zero. None at all. So you came here with no intent? I was giving an assignment. I went to work on the project. It seemed like the natural thing to do, wouldn't you agree? Assignment? To connect people. Is that your job? No. My job is not to connect people. But you're part of the secret postal service? Nope. That's not it either. Oh, come the fuck on, Ming. Give me a little something to go on here. I mean it. You and Sarah are connected. It's true. But I'm not here to cause that or encourage it. That is just as it is. Your lives are entwined now. You can almost hear her sometimes, right? Yeah, actually. I can. Got a pen? Why? Just get a pen, Jesus. Okay, okay. Tower 535 on Jaffe Street. The guard's name is Guo Liang. He smokes double happiness brand. Bring him a carton of cigarettes and a hundred bucks. And tell him Mr. Ming sent you. Kwa Liang Dabu Happiness. He'll tell you where to go. Listen to the drain pipe in the bathroom sink. And be nice, okay? He's a good guy, but a little nervous, so just, you know, be cool. Ah, you Hi, are you Guo Liang? Yeah. A friend of mine said I should come to talk to you. Mr. Ming? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were a cop or something. 
I look like a cop? Kind of. Huh. Oh! Uh, I brought you a little gift. Ming told me you smoke double happiness. Yeah. There's a few bucks in there, too. Oh, uh, So he didn't tell me much. Just that I should come here and talk to you. Go lie. Come on. Use this elevator, this button here. If the power's off, there's a circuit box right over there. Where? Right there. Is this thing safe? It's, it's a little rickety. It's fine. Construction elevator. 73rd floor, apartment on the left. 7303. The building isn't even finished, man. It's almost done. Okay. Look, you don't have to go. Easy for me if you don't. But if you're going, 73rd floor, second apartment on the left. I'm going. It's the sink in the bathroom near the entrance. What is? Ming didn't tell you. Ming is weird. Yeah. Look, anyone asks. You don't know me. <laughs> know who? Dear Sara, I heard you today. As if things could get stranger. Somehow, I heard you. I was told to go to an unfinished apartment in a skyscraper here in Hong Kong. There was plaster dust and paint cans and some dirty drop cloths scattered around the place. Hong Kong's skyline filled the floor-to-ceiling windows. It was a whole other world up there. Different colors, better air. The main room has three walls. The whole place is a triangle. Nothing too surprising. A modern shower, nice tile job, a bathtub bigger than my living room. All the expected stuff for a modern luxury apartment building. But that's when I heard you. It was coming from the drain in the sink. Very faint. Very far away. It had been drowned out by the wind. I put my head as far into the sink basin as I could forcing my ear against the cold chrome. That's when I heard you, Sara. <laughs> you were laughing. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't believe it. <laughs> yes, of course it's true. You know we're not the only ones, Sarah. Come on. But is it legal? Is it even allowed? I never asked to see their license. I'm just shocked. Club for people who... It's a place where people can get together. That's all. But they do everything. If they want to. Or they do nothing. That's fine too. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Don't be. You're with me. Here you go. Here, I, I have it. No, no, it's okay. No money. Really? He's on salary. We have a deal. So, wait. You know the cab driver? Oh, yes. I've known him a long time. How long has it been? Feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Come on, let's go. Merci, monsieur. I'll buy the first round then. Come on! Yes? The future enters into us. And transforms itself. Long before it happens. 
Is that a password? What? That thing you said about the future. Oh, yes. It's a Rilke quote. The future enters into us in order to transform itself in us long before it happens. What does that mean? Who cares? I need a drink to enter into me and transform itself. Téléphone Merci. Hello. Directeur Coutier, it's Jean. Report. Your daughter just entered the club. She was with a young woman. Please refer to her as the subject. Uh, sorry. The subject just entered the club with a young woman. Was the woman Asian? Yes. Shit. That's I. Godwin Candle. Should I follow? No, it's too late for that. We'll need to be a bit more uh, disruptive. Understood. You really suck at this job. Thank you, Doctor. Come in early tomorrow. I'll give you details. Understood. Oh. Oh my. <laughs> yes, it's something, isn't it? They're, they're having sex. I had no idea a place like this could exist. And yet, here it is. Two whiskeys, please. You see the corridor over there? There are rooms and rooms. It's like a maze. And in each room, what? People are making love in whatever way they like. Show me. Well, okay. Let's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stay close to me. Just jump in, you know? I see what you mean. What are they doing? That doesn't seem like they making love. Didn't your fiancé ever slap your ass? Him? No. Oh, what a loser. He wasn't a terribly passionate person. Maybe I wasn't either, to be honest. Oh, fuck. That turns me on. <laughs> I know, right? Come on. Uh, I'm not ready. Do you want to go? We can leave if you want. What I saw was a man. A naked man. His hands tied to a ring above his head. So he was stretched out as tall as he could be. His body was beautiful. Like a Caravaggio. And a woman walked around him in a slow circle. She still had her panties on and a cute little leather choker. She whispered something in his ear. I couldn't hear, but it sounded angry and sharp. He tried to speak, but a scarf in his mouth soaked up his words. He nodded, though, saying yes to some question that was hidden from Claire and me. Then she hit him with a leather whip. I held Claire's hand instinctively, partly shocked and partly hungry and just about to giggle because that's what we do when we're nervous and we don't understand. Claire squeezed my hand and breathed in my ear. Let me show you this, then we can go. Claire pulled my hand and walked me slowly past the other rooms. Each one like a snow globe, a little vignette of different passions I'd never known before. 
Here, a man is kissing the toes of a woman, his other hand and his pants. And here, a man wears a corset and high heels bent over a velvet couch, getting fucked hard by another man, as two women watch, fully dressed, smoking cigarettes. Here is a room where the whole floor is a bed, just a tangle of bodies. I see a man come on a woman's breasts, as another fucks her, a woman kissing her and rubbing the cum on her tits until she also comes. At each door, I slow down and look inside and look at Claire and hold her hand and pull her close. And I think the same thing every time. I'm scared. I want this. I'm scared that I want this. You see this? What? This hole here. Yes. It's connected to a tube up there, you see? It's like the ones in your office for the letters. This is a pneumatic tube. Yes. This is where you can send your letters to Raul. You have some letters for him? Yes, but you have to tell me what the hell is going on, Claire. I was sent here to help you. To help you sleep. To sleep? Is this a dream? Almost. It's too loud. Put the letters in here. Come on. Okay, okay. That's one. One more. Yeah. Okay, you get them now. It's too loud. I can hear you. Come on. Oh my God, Claire, I can't even see. It's wonderful, isn't it? Oh? Yes, please. Where are we going? I need to finish putting you to sleep. No, Claire, I don't know what you're talking about and... And? I don't know how much more I can take. Please, Claire. In the last few days, I broke up with my fiancé. I had sex with you and some waiter I'd never met before. And I got a letter from someone in Hong Kong who I've never met, but seems like... Like what? Like... I've been waiting to hear from him since the day I was born. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm in love with him. I... I feel like I want to be in love with him, but... I have no idea. No idea at all. That's good. That's a good thing. No, it's too much. You're strong. It's not too much for you at all. But we need to finish putting you to sleep. Do you trust me? Trust you, Claire? I have no idea who you are or what is going on, but trust you? No. I'm sure I don't trust you. You know things that you're not telling me. This takes time, Sarah. Like you said, this is all happening very fast. I can't do more than what I'm doing, really. How can I believe that? Do you know the story of Enkidu and Shemat? What? No. What are you talking about? Here you go. Thanks. See you. Yep. Can't you take me home, please? I'm so tired. Sorry, I'm done for the day. This is the BBC World Service. It's March 16th, 1997. Today in Hong Kong, protests escalated into disagreeing Oh, Raoul, why did I listen to her? What... what happened to me? 
I was scared of her, maybe. Not really. I was intrigued by her. And lost. Just so incredibly lost. I was in a storm and she was a lighthouse. Or just a flickering candle. But it was enough. We need to finish putting you to sleep. I don't understand. I need to make love to you three times. Three. And we made love once, yes? Yes. You can trust me, Sarah. I won't hurt you. I can't trust you. You get a job where I work and then pick me up. It's all a trick. You knew what you wanted from me before I even met you. But I don't know who you are, where you're from. Nothing, Claire. Nothing at all. So if trust is something you're expecting from me, then we can just stop. You're right. You are. But does it matter if you trust gravity? No, because it's there. You trip, you fall. Belief has nothing to do with it. But we have a problem, you see? Time is broken. It, it's not your fault. But it is just a little bit broken. Like your heart. Everyone knows only time can heal a broken heart, right? But then what does it take to heal time? I hear you, Sarah. I listen to the strain in the sink of a half-finished bathroom, and I hear you there in Claire's bedroom. Claire is kissing you, reaching her arms around your soft waist and pulling you close to her. Her hands drift down to your ass and up to your neck and cheek, pulling you towards the gravity of her mouth. She pushes you against the dresser and falls to her knees pushing up your skirt and running her hands over your panties in just that spot. I know it. I feel it now. Your eyes close and your head goes back and the world sounds underwater and far away. She pulls your panties off kisses your hips, her fingers slowly run up your legs till she can touch the center of you. Then she puts you in her mouth until you come. Total ecstasy, total oblivion. Something like that. But happy, I suppose.
very worst thing that could possibly happen is written and directed by Alex Kemp, starring Antonia Desplat as Sarah, Isaac Gonzalez Rossi as Raul, and Yvette Liu as Claire. This episode also features performances by Francois Guettari, James Taku Lung, Pej Vidat, and Julian Marlon Samani, with Tiffany Chu, Chris Wu, Julian Shakuna, and Kevin Steedham. The show is produced by Chica Barbosa. Engineer and sound designer is Bo Milkus. Our intimacy coordinator was Denise Kamalo, and sensitivity reader, Sarah Clark. The music is by Alex Kemp. Production coordinators are Kendra McDonald and Louise Nett. Consulting producers, Camilo Garzon and Federico Torado. The executive producers are Winnie Kemp and Alex Kemp. The show is recorded and mixed at Wolf of the Door Studios in Venice, California. To find out more about the show and our other shows, look for us on Instagram or Twitter at WATD Studios. You can also sign up for our mailing list and find out some more information at our website, WLFDR.com. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, the Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.